What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love to talk about the movies and television shows that accompany those universes. I am your co-host, Ben Rayside, and today I am joined by my partner, Mr. Ethan Westloff. Ethan, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be back on the mics with you, Ben, and... Yeah, I'm excited to, you know, make another podcast like this and talk to our listeners. And I just want to inform the listeners right now that, yes, we did watch Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. And yes, it will be coming out this Monday. That is our podcast. And we apologize for how late it is, but it's a it's a pretty good episode. I'm pretty proud of it. And yeah, I'm, I, a formal apology from us to you. It is a great episode. We recorded it a few days ago with Micah, and we have given our full thoughts on not just that movie, but the future of what that sets up. And it's a really interesting conversation that I I hope you guys don't miss. But that's coming out on Monday. This is going to be, however, your weekly show from me and Ethan. We're going to break down all of the news that has been over the past two weeks because... Uh, we've uh, been having some scheduling conflicts last week, so uh, now we get to catch up on all of the excellent news. Uh, we're going to be talking about movies that are coming out in March. It's March 1st right now at the time of this recording, and uh, there are many other Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Harry Potter even, a lot of news that are coming out, even Lord of the Rings, so you'll want to stay tuned for that. But first, March 1st is also the premiere date of one of the best shows of all time. That's right. Survivor is back. <laughs> Season 44 premieres tonight. Turn your TVs on. CBS. Uh, is that what you're going to talk about, Ben? I wasn't sure where you were going with that, but no, that is not what I was going to talk about. What, I, what are we talking about? We're talking about The Mandalorian. Oh, of course. Of course. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum. Bum, bum. <laughs> Let me tell you something right now. I have been very much looking forward to The Mandalorian. And uh, I I got to say right off the gate, we're going to give our full spoiler-filled thoughts on this episode. So if you haven't seen it, which I, I assume you have, um, I would encourage you guys to go watch it and then come back because we're going to be talking in-depth about this episode. And I'm going to say right off the gate that I, I had a good time with this episode, man. It's It's definitely not... Your Luke Skywalker returning from the dead to be CGI reanimated into this show. But I think that it is a good reintroduction to this character, getting our feet wet back into the Mandoverse, if you will. What did you think about the episode? Oh, I thought it was great. And it's just so fun. That's how I'd summarize this episode. Just fun. Reintroducing us to Mando, Mando and Grogu and the world of Mandalore and... Yeah, it was just a great time. Just a fun watch. I'd say a lot of fun set pieces in this short episode. I will say if I if and I I don't mean to critique it right off the bat, but it did jump around. I don't know if you felt that it it jumped around very quickly to, you know, set locations. But something that was very interesting that happened while Mando was jumping around is that the hyperspace scene with Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. As Baby Yoda looks out into hyperspace, you see something. Did you catch did you catch that? Well, it was like a whale of some sort. So obviously we've all seen, well, I know me and you have Star Wars Rebels. Right. Right. And we did get the Purgle at the end of that what those space whales were and those were the space whales that took 
Thrawn and Ezra into hyperspace Ooh. and we still have no idea where they have gone. But it was very interesting that you've gotten these teases from the Mandalorian that Thrawn's going to show up at some point. And now we get Purgle. Mm. We've only seen him in Star Wars Rebels twice. And now they're showing up in the Mandalorian. Purgle are space whales in hyperspace. They could have just been nothing. But it's very interesting that I think they're leaning towards that going forward. But quick starting off in the episode, you have a Mandalorian uh, initiation, I guess. And this kid straight off the bat reminded me of a kid that I went to school with. Not the greatest kid actor in the world, but sufficient. And also the Mandalorian helmet looked kind of cheap. I'm not going to lie. That little kid helmet that it's he put on. It's his first helmet. You can't give him a good one to start. Come on. That's a good He's got to build his armor up and then get a good helmet. I did love the reintroduction of the armor as she was forging. Yes. That it was, was really cool. It was nice because they usually play that little music over the helmet scene. The first scene that you always get in every Star Wars TV show that they always do the heads of all the Star Wars characters, but it wasn't the music. It was the forging right. of the helmet. I liked that. And uh, I also liked how Navarro was all, you know, it was shaping up. Right. I thought Hondo was going to, they were going to show up when he was like pirates. Right. But I always think Hondo's going to show up when pirates are introduced. So, <laughs> what did you think of that like green guy? At the end of the episode, the pirate warlord in that ship. Dude, that was wow. Yeah, what's that dude from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean? Davy Jones? Yeah, it looks like Davy Jones a little. He did. Yeah. I hope he comes back. That's a new creature for Star Wars, right? Mm -hmm. I immediately looked up the name as the episode started. Um, I forget his name now, but I looked it up and he's a new character that has not been in anything else. And I like that. I think... Season two was all about reintroducing us to the main players that we already know. But From I, Clone Wars. I like yeah. the I like the cast of new characters, especially in the absence of Cara Dune mm -hmm. that was notably felt. I actually was waiting for her and I had to remind myself that oh yeah, Gina Carano was fired a year ago. And they throw a little line in there too, mm -hmm. like, oh, she got promoted somewhere. I like that she got promoted though. Yeah. Like I like that in universe she was like, all right, well, the New Republic picked her in up. In universe she, she got respect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like that. So it wasn't like, oh, she got killed by you she know, freaking sucks, man. Right. She, she like got ate by an alligator. That alligator though. Yeah. At the beginning, <laughs> not only did it look great, but it was such a cool sequence. And mm -hmm. to end it with Mando zipping in on the N1 fighter. Oh, that was a really cool sequence. I audibly was like who hollering and clapping. Yep. I thought it was really fun. Great entrance. So I woke, I woke up at like three for some reason. Oh, dang. And <laughs> I was like, oh, shoot, I forgot to set my alarm for six o'clock. So it was good that I did that anyway. But as I looked, my brother texted me, Mando is peak. You're mm. in for a treat. But so is Bad Batch. Oh, wow. And so I was like, oh, this is great news. So I turned off my phone and I, I literally dreamt of how Mando <laughs> would go. And I, it was like an episode Summarize of Doctor Who. For us. It was like rabbits in like an old medieval time. And Mando was like, uh, it was so weird, dude. And then I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm glad that wasn't the episode. <laughs> And then we woke up and we watched Actual Peak. So that was good. Bad did, Batch was also really good. Did, you, so you did watch Bad Batch too? Oh, yes, sir. And that they, I uh, counted today. I think I am five episodes behind on Bad Batch. I'm not going to spoil this one for you, but something really big comes back 
from cool clone wars cool in this episode it's okay. not like better be fives if it's not fives i'm gonna it's be not upset. something like that <laughs> you know it's not a like an epic clone trooper or character from the clone wars but it is something that's very interesting and it sets up something pretty cool okay so okay it was not it was a great morning for star wars that's for sure the intro to, in the intro to the mandalorian and obviously you yeah, have the bad i batch. loved all the uh just I love that he's going back to Mandalore. He's going to baptize in the waters and get uh, re- redemption, as he put it. That's that's great. I really like that arc, and yes. it does feel a little like uh, like Mandal. There are uh, viral memes of Mandalorian, the show, but this is how every episode goes. Like, mm. oh, we need to get this key, but to get this key, we have to get some milk before we can you know yeah and i did feel that a little mm-hmm. when he go when he's like i want to get this droid built what is it g11 i11 ig11 yeah. ig11 and uh he can't he needs a chip so he's like all right let me go on a five episode side quest to get a chip so that that feels a little frustrating but it was cool that he met with uh bokatan it's, so it still felt like, all right, the story's getting pushed back a little, but there's still progression in other areas. And even then, I felt like it was... I, I hope they don't really make that a... I, I don't think they will make it a priority, but it was cool to see Babu Freak or his... It his wasn't species. him. Oh, that was such a fun sequence. Oh, my. That <laughs> was good shot, stuff. The shot of Mando crisscross applesauce in the little hut just like uh luke in episode five yes with yoda's hut but it was such a good visual and then you had a uh, carl weathers out the door translating for the the babu freak guy and i i had the subtitles on so i heard what babu freak was saying i don't know if you picked up on everything i was saying picked up like two sentences so it was real funny to me because i would read or i would hear what they would say and then i'd read it on the subtitle and then carl weathers would say <laughs> it making it all more comedic i got it is what he says so what planet is that that, that is navarro navarro what the um the planet that we spend most of our time on in season one okay and we go back to it once in season two and now it looks like it's totally reformed. And I like to see that they're doing that. Right. It really makes the world feel lived in. And one of the things that's like makes it feel lived in that I think is a, kind of a critique, I would say, is that John Favreau was recently on, uh, you know, he was on the production circuit. And he said that two years have passed right during the Mandalorian timeline, basically. And I don't know about you, but I have not felt that at all. No. Like, no. They have done kind of a if that's happened and he wasn't just talking about like two years have passed since season two which that has happened right but if it's happened it's not good like they did not tell me that at all that would mean he was with luke for at least a year he no, he confirmed he was with luke for two years yeah but i think we're talking about the same quote here and there were people saying that well the way he he did word it very weird though I'd right. like to believe that he was with Luke for a year or two. That would be nice. But they didn't make it seem like that was the case. Right. As far as in-universe goes, which would have been nice. I mean, one line would have helped. You know, it's been a year. You know, you've been without Grogu for a year. I know. They didn't They didn't even address it. There's there like one scene with Carl Weathers where he's like, oh, I thought you completed this mission, but now the child's back with you. Like It was a very throwaway line. Like, that 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 was the biggest problem when they did the the Boba Fett 
uh, Mandalorian yeah. 2.5 stuff. Because now you cannot go from season two to season three of The Mandalorian. You just right. can't. And I do think that is a big negative on the show. So it's kind of like so where uh, Daredevil did the same thing. Season two ended and then they had defenders in between that. Mm. And then season three kicks off. So there is some confusion there. And they didn't even address it in a flashback. There was nothing. You just have to have that have that knowledge mm. of you know, oh yeah he went he went back to luke and got grogu back and i i think for the most part people have that knowledge yeah like, people sure. know that but i think mandalorian is big enough to where it even invites casual fans into its like races so it's like yeah but here, here are a few quotes so yeah. one of the best things about tv is years down the line when it's all said and done you can binge watch like eight, ten seasons of it. And John Favreau said that, yeah, season four, I've written that already. We have to know where we're going to tell a fully formed story. So we've mapped it out. And then also they said these characters potentially could be with us for a while. And I really love telling the stories in their voice. And then Pedro Pascal also said, I'm going to I'll play I'll play Mano for the rest of my life. So seemingly this could be a show that's on for many many years and i mean i'm i'm totally on board with that i like i like how we're happy that john favreau is saying he's mapped out <laughs> everything you know like your job that's literally no, rule number one mapping out the future of your show so that you can tell a fully formed and cohesive story but we're like oh man whew, it's a good thing he's done that man i love that but no i'm glad they're doing this and i'm i could see this being as big as Clone Wars, it can tell these expansive stories. You know, you have your Andor because honestly, Mandalorian season one reminds me of Andor in a way to where it's very self-contained and it's not like huge and expansive the way that Mando has gotten in a way. And I think that if you want that flavor of Star Wars, you have that now in Andor and Mando is kind of the vehicle now where they're like, OK, we're going to really build out this universe, even to the point of where they're even testing the waters with a potential. This is rumors at this point, but based off of the motion capture they've used in Book of Boba Fett and the Mandalorian, excuse me, they are testing and going to rumors that they're going to have short films based on Han, Luke, and Leia mm. using fully CGI characters. Where did you see these rumors? This is just today. And it's oh. rumored, they're rumored to be announced during Star Wars Celebration. Now, obviously, you have to take that with a grain of salt like you do any rumors, but they want to do, if the rumors are taken to be true, short films based off of Han, Luke, and Leia in this timeline so you kind of take it for a grain of salt of course hmm. but how do you feel about that you know i feel about deep fake cgi characters i'm yeah. not a fan not a fan uh, it's just weird it's more weird than anything i i think it's cool that they put you know deep fake mark hamill in mando too but i would have enjoyed it 10 times more if they just got gutsy, did a full recast. I think really a real actor is always better than a fake CGI face. I agree with that. You know, they, it's just, if this is something that they really wanted to do, they want to continue to tell stories with these characters. A recast is just necessary. It's just something that has to happen. I have to admit, I, w I was thinking that 
while I was rewatching these episodes, especially in Book of Boba Fett, because you get a lot of Luke mm-hmm. and it's cool to see him basically as the same person. But I'd say if we're going to tell a huge story with them, I will say that a, a character recast is needed. Right. Because the, they've already, they already have an actor playing the character that isn't Mark Hamill. Yeah. That they put his face onto. So just, I know it won't look dead on the same, as Mark Hamill, but we know that we know who that character is. As long as the actor portrays him right, I think it'll work. Yeah, it, it it's just messy because you have Mark Hamill, who's already like he's still alive. He basically still owns the character, right? Right. But it's watching those scenes with Luke and the line delivery and everything like that. I just it's so hard to do it because I know, and you can't portray as much emotion. At all. Right. With a with a CGI actor. And like, I know that the recasting or the recasting upon solo for the solo movie was very controversial, but it was absolutely the right yes. thing to do. You yes. don't want deep fake Harrison Ford running around. It it just wouldn't look right. So I think that if they do want to keep telling stories with a younger Leia, a younger Luke, a younger Han, that they do they should just get gutsy, do the hard thing. And just pick new new actors. I think they should go the route of animation. Mm. Like uh, honestly, that, I think yeah. to use the Bad Batch animation is so perfect right now. Use that. You make those characters. Get someone. I mean, you can AI the voice if you want. I don't think you should because the emotion's not there. Like even some of the lines in the Book of Boba Fett. Like he tries. Grogu tries to jump, and he's like, "That's all you got." You can tell like a a real person didn't say that like a a line wouldn't be delivered like that. So get new actors. Clone Wars it, man. That's I'm fine with that. Right. Make it huge and expansive. Put in theaters. They did it with the Clone Wars movie back in 2008. And that sucked. (laughs) So doing it now, make it like a Lucasfilm animation type deal. Anyone would go see that movie. So but they want their live action. They want they they want their money. They know live action brings more viewership. Just. By numbers, yeah. like we had, I'll tell you, I didn't, I didn't even think about watching a Bad Batch this morning. Yeah, I looked at the IMDb score, but I, I, I'm just so far behind now. And that's the problem, I think. Back in the day when Star Wars was not owned by Disney, George didn't care. He had a story. He was going to make it work no matter what. Obviously, the Clone Wars was not going to work in live action. It was going to be way too expensive. But telling it in animation was the way to go. Right. No matter who was watching it, those that was where that the was story, story was going to be yeah. told. And yeah. he didn't. It didn't matter as long as the story got told. You're not going to get that with Disney. Mm-hmm. So it, live action, I guess, is the way to go. But you, I mean, have you ever seen the old Republic cinematics? No. Have you ever seen like? fully CG animation, like video game right. technology. Yeah. Basically, yeah. animation okay. is the, at that point. Why don't you go that route? Photorealistic animation. You've ever seen Tintin? Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. To where it's realistic, but it's still animated. You yeah. can tell it's yeah. animated, so it's not you're, It's not in the back of your brain. It always is when I'm watching Luke in Book of Boba Fett or The Mandalorian. But we could be getting moments like that. Pedro Pascal was in an interview yesterday and he was talking with the guy and the guy asked him at the very end of the interview without getting into spoilers, are there going to be 
huge epic fan pleasing moments with like returning characters like that and all he said was yes Mm. and he was very excited when he said that he said that emphatically so i would assume there's going to be moments like that during this season but we haven't really talked about where we'd like it to go Mm -hmm. or what our future hopes are for the mandalorian season where do you want it to go that's the thing. I With Mandalorian, I've never really wanted it to go anywhere specific. It's always been Mando and Grogu. And tell me a good story with that at the forefront, because I don't know. They're going to go to Mandalore. I want to see. I want to see Mandalore. I want to see. I want to see what they set up in this episode. Hmm. I want Din Djarin to get his redemption or try to get his redemption. And then I'm hoping that the, the story is fun. I don't really have like, like, do you have an end date and a thing you want the show to end with? Like, obviously, I want to see Grogu turn into a real character at some point. Yeah. Him maybe get a lightsaber at like season six. That would be really cool. Yeah. And then you have Din Djarin and little Yoda fighting side by side with both with the dark saber and then whatever Grogu's got. So I don't I don't really have an end goal. Like, I don't have a way that in my head I want the story to end. Is there a character you want to see, though, maybe anything like that? Like, I'm, I'm not in it for the cameos. Like, I know yeah. Ahsoka is going to show up again. And uh, there was that report that this season will link Ahsoka and the skeleton crew. Am I wrong in that? I saw that, too. Yeah, I would. Yeah, there. I would assume this is also going to be used for, like, building out the right. universe as well. I would love to see Thrawn. Thrawn. I would like to see a big bad. Moff Gideon was the big bad right. of two seasons. He is now in a New Republic prison. But he wasn't even the big bad. He was just an Imperial warlord. I want to see Thrawn. I'd love to see them do this story with the seasons and then lead up to something big mm-hmm. and then do a freaking movie, man. Right. I'd love to see a movie of Thrawn being the big... Because, I mean, dude, Thrawn is one of the Thrawn's coolest beast. villains yeah. he was in on Star a, Wars. a TV show rated Y7 on Disney Plus or on uh, Disney XD was yeah. it yeah so yeah having Thrawn in a Disney Plus show like fully unhinged that'd be really cool I would love it and he would work so well as a villain like everyone would go see it just based off of the Mandalorian yeah, right, title right you put that in theaters we do know that this is also a piece of news but we do know that in Star Wars Celebration this year in London that a Star Wars film will be announced mm-hmm. Like that is confirmed at this yeah. point. And where do we want to see that go? A sequel. Tri- it looks like it's going to be sequel trilogy. Most likely. But I'm not sure where it'll end up. I would like it to go backwards. I'm not going to lie. I would want to see something backwards. It doesn't matter how far you go back. All right. But I don't. I really- think progression is always fun, though, too. stuff that we have no idea about. Like, I can see it working. Go back in time, however far. You always know, all right, the Death Star blows up after this. Yeah. That's always lingering in your mind. But if you go in the future, there's nothing like in the future. There's no big event we're leading up to. It's just it's just the world. So I think there yeah, I see the appeal of both sides. But I do like trying to recontextualize the sequels and make them better. Yes. And I think Mando is doing that. In a way, because right. just watching the Mandal- at the end of season two, he's like, this child's blood has the potential to bring order back to the galaxy. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's no coincidence that the first order is the name of the new evil that comes. Right. And I think that's what he was referring to. And obviously, I think Grogu's blood is used for Palpatine at this point. We know that's confirmed. But I would, and and that's why I think they should go back thousands Mm. of years, Mm -hmm. way back. You have your stories that you tell with Mandalorian. Go all the way back and do something in the Old Republic. Like, we're we're at a point where I, I want to see force-related television in Star Wars. We don't have that. That's why I'm so much looking forward to Ahsoka. Yeah. We haven't seen force-related television since the end of Clone Wars. Mm. And even then, it's been, you know, very minimal since the sequel trilogy. Right. That's fine as long as stories are good, but I miss the Jedi. I miss the Sith. I, I, I want that. And I going back all those years can give that to me. But yeah. I don't know. That's, that's kind of where I would I would go with it. But yeah, we'll yeah I've, I've, you know how I feel. I've had my fill up Jedi. I like people. I like Which people. Is like, but you have so much of that now, yeah. you know? Like Mandalorian and or, you know. Yeah. I just w- enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that's like a good Din point. Like Dinjarin wielding a lightsaber, the dark saber. Yeah, that is so cool because mm-hmm. he's not force sensitive. It's like, oh, he's breaking the rules a little. I like this. That's why the dark saber has always been so cool. Yeah. As far as the villain for this season goes, though, I think both Darth Maul. Darth Maul. He's come back for a fourth time now. <laughs> I would think that Bo-Katan is going to be the villain, though. You think that's what they set up? It feels like it. She was a little ominous. Yeah. She was mad. You could tell. Oh, she's mad peeved. She was she a little wants upset. that dark saber. Yeah. But he's going to uh, Sundari, the capital, which we see a great deal of in Clone Wars. Yeah. So that whole capital, who knows what's going to happen, like what they're going to show, but it's obviously was bombed. So, but he's going to go underneath Sundari. Right. That's going to be pretty freaking the cool. The mines man. of Moria. Yeah. I We're probably going to get a sequence like that. Yeah. But I like how he was trying to recruit people to like go with him. You know, IG-11, obviously he can't go there now, but I think that's going to be the next episode. Is he going to go to Mandalore? That was know. in the trailers. I don't know. Are they setting up a subplot with this pirate? Or can we I talk about not. that sequence though when all the pirate ships are chasing him and they're like, oh, oh where'd yeah. he go? And then he comes up from uh, from behind the yes. rocks. That was so cool. Very and the mute the way that you use the music, very Batman esque. Right to where it was like, wow, where is he? And he just pops out from asteroids. Right. Oh, it was really good. And I love that Favreau and Filoni. They gave him this sweet ship, and they are wasting no time at giving him awesome sequences in it. Mm-hmm. I'd say those are probably my two favorite sequences of the movie. For his opening shot when he takes down the, the alligator creature. And then that end, end sequence when he's headhunting all the pirates. Yes. Really good. It, it was really good. I like how you mistakenly called it a movie. Because mm-hmm. they almost feel like that. Like the, mini movies. They look like the, the look of it. Like you take a look at anything that Marvel puts out and compare it to the way Mandalorian looks. Yep. It is. And I'm talking specifically the Marvel shows. Right. But compare it to this Mandalorian, it looks so good. The visuals are really good and just how pretty to look at for sure. And even just like we are spoiled, dude. I I woke up and watched two episodes of Star Wars television in the same day. Two new episodes like March 29th. We're getting Mandalorian episode four and season finale of Bad Batch, which gives us two episodes. That's all in one day. 
Mm. Like, and then we get Jedi, uh, Jedi uh, Survivor mm. next month. All right. Star Wars Celebration yeah. next month. I'm yeah. like, these next two months are going to be like Celebrations all Star next Wars. month. Celebrations next month. Oh, that's soon. April, was it this like, early last year? Yeah, it's usually in April. Oh, that's right. Kenobi but, was um, per- it was May? in May. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's right. Yeah. This year it's in April. Oh, no, I year. actually, I should. That I year should went check fast. That. that was a fast year. I know, right? They always go fast. We've got so much content now, but it's this year. It's in Star Wars Celebration, yeah. London. Mm-hmm. Speaking of content, do you want to hop over to some some news segments, or we got a yes. few more? Yes, I would say, unless you want to say anything else about Mandalore, I think we pretty much covered it. I like it. Good introduction to the Good. season. Yeah. Yes. Great. And the, you know the the uh, Cad Bane gunfight. That was great. Yes. You know, the, yep. Yep. They, they embraced the westernness of it. I think to keep it, that's the flavor of Mando that I love. The western feel that you get. Very, very epic. Uh, you want to go through the movie releases that are coming out in March? Yeah. <laughs> so this month we're getting a good amount of movies. We have 65 starring Adam Driver. We have Tetris, the Apple TV Plus movie. We have Creed 3 that actually comes out this Friday. We have Scream 6, John Wick 4, Shazam Fury of the Gods, and Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. These aren't movies that you pick to be on your most anticipated list, but all of these are like pretty big. Like March is a huge month for these movies. What do you even even Tetris? You're like, oh, that doesn't sound interesting. We just watched the trailer. That looks pretty fun. It did. And is it coming out on? Apple TV Apple Plus. TV Plus. So yeah. it's not going to be in theaters. Not in theaters. No. Okay. All right. So oh, I'm going to have to. So you have to out. come over. I yeah. got Apple TV. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to watch that movie. It looked very interesting. Micah, I know, was interested in that right. too. Right. Yeah. We can all all three link up. Movie for night. Sure. Uh, what are you uh, What are you most excited for? Uh Scream. Scream Six. Scream Six. Yeah. Even you take that over Shazam. Oh, easily. Come on, Shazam. Okay. Shazam. We don't even know if it matters. That's Does it true. even matter? It's true. We got to talk about this. I mean, I know they're teasing like, oh, this is an Avengers level movie. That's what Who the, said that? The, the writers have been saying that. They just want people to watch the movie. Yeah. They just want people to watch the movie. And I mean, we're going to watch it for sure. That's true. <laughs> ben, how many of these movies can people expect podcasts from? Oh, um, probably like one of them. I mean, we'll talk Shazam. Right. But probably not. I mean, I mean, we're not going to talk Creed. We're not going to talk Dungeons and Dragons, even though like I'm probably going to go see all of these movies. Right, right. But as far as what we're going to talk about on here, probably not much. You know, I mean, if we here's the thing, here's what you'll hear from it on this show, on the weekly show. Right. Like if we see it, we want to talk about it. That's where it's going to be talked about. But other than that, I would say a full length podcast is probably only going to be on Shazam and maybe not even on Shazam. You know, that may not happen, but we're going to, we're going to see though. But as far as, I mean, I'm very excited for John Wick four. Right. Yeah. And uh, as far as shows coming out this month, we have yellow jackets season two. We got the Mandalorian. We got Danny Daisy Jones, the six Ted Lasso season three uh, swarm succession season four. Shadow and Bone season two, Lucky Hank, The Power, and Superman and Lois season four. Superman and Lois. Or Ooh. no, season three. Yes. Oh, okay. 
I got to get on that, man. I'm, I just started back on the Peaky Blind, the Peaky Blinders mm. grind. So I should have done Superman Lois. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Um, whatever. Yeah. It There's is so much it is. to watch all the time. And as evidenced by the um, seven movies that are coming out in March. So we're going to be busy. Mando. Bad Batch, all of the stuff in uh, all of the stuff in March, and another thing that's coming up here, we have How to Train Your Dragon is going to be a live action film. Mm. You've seen this movie, right. I'd assume, right? Right. Yeah. It's a peak animated film, like it's one of the best out there with one of the best soundtracks. Are you not a fan? I am. Of yeah. How to Train Dragon, you yeah. like this movie? Yeah. It's. I really like this movie. I, I haven't seen it in years, though. That's true. It's been a long time. I don't know how you do this in live action, though. It's very fun as a, a man. It's not going to be dragon. a direct translation. It's not going to be like what Disney does with their animation to live action. I hope it's not. It's going to be probably a new story with new characters. You think? That's what I'm feeling. Yeah. You think they're just going to focus on Hiccup and whatnot? I would think so. You think? Yeah. Or... Because I would assume that this was a, a live action retelling of the first movie, hmm. like that's what I that's what I got when I read the news. But yeah. I would love it actually if they were just to take it in like a prequel movie and to have Vikings fight dragons. Right? Yeah, that would be a cool movie. Yeah, but I, I didn't I didn't think it was a direct remake. Oh, really? Yeah. Look well, I'm not us. sure. What do I know? What do well, I? Know? That's true. I mean, it just says live action adaption. Is it so? DreamWorks. They're also making other live action movies, correct? I'm not sure about that. I thought as far as DreamWorks animation goes, I think that was it. But if, I mean, if they are, we need a Shrek live action movie. Am I right here, dude? Come on. <laughs> we got to get some Shrek in here. You haven't seen Shrek. I've, I've seen Shrek. You have? I've seen part of Shrek. You haven't seen it. <laughs> no. Every once in a while I think about that. I'm like, how? I've seen half of Shrek. It's crazy. I've seen half of Shrek. And I've seen all of uh, Mr. Sunday's movies, Caravan of Garbage, of Shrek. So, Those are on my watch laters. I'm very excited to delve into that. Um, I th- I, listen, you threw, the, you threw this. This is huge. You threw this piece of news on here, and I looked, and I was like, <laughs> no way. For context, I'm, I'm going to read it out for the listeners the same way that I experienced it. The Dark Knight trilogy... And more Christopher Nolan movies are returning to theaters ahead of Oppenheimer. I read that and I said, oh my goodness. I am going to watch these movies immediately when they're in theaters. I'm going to see this movie, right. especially Dark Knight. Yes. Like, it's, it's no The whole trilogy question. you got to see in theaters. Oh, yeah. Even Inception or Interstellar. Like, I would right. love, right. love, love to see those movies that I never got to, a chance to see in theaters. Yeah. And then I found out that they're being produced overseas. So I, I cannot, you cannot watch these films. Ben, in we're going to fly. States. We're going to fly. Okay. Listen, I honestly, to see the dark night in theater, right. it's a small price to pay for honestly. salvation. Yeah. Uh, Let's yes. hop on a plane. Where do you want to go? Could you imagine though, to see the dark night? Oh, we got to go to Europe. Theaters? We got to go to Europe. To British, see- yeah. And, um, England. we can do a whole, whole marathon. Oh, we'll just run down a theater, to. watch a dark night. I know that I will be in theaters to see Oppenheimer, though. That, yes. That's looking good. Yeah. Killian Murphy's. When does that come out? Uh, June. June. That comes out. It's one of those many summer releases that we've got. Right. 
So something that was going to come out this summer, but has been pushed. The Marvels mm-hmm. is now pushed to November 10th. When we also got our first look at the poster. Mm-hmm. You got any thoughts on the poster, Ben? Um, it, I felt that it was like a homage to like the first one, mm-hmm. but it was with, um, you got what, what's her name? Photon or whatever. Miss Marvel and Miss uh, Maria, Marvel, right? Maria Rambo. Right. I'm pretty sure her call sign is like Photon or something like that. Like that's her Proton superhero name. Something. Phasma. <laughs> I don't know. Photon. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, this is this isn't a movie I'm very much excited for, and the fact that it keeps getting pushed back. I'm hoping they're doing that for, you know, purposes that you know serve the story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's and- a wonder that it's getting pushed back though, because it's already been pushed back. Like as far as I'm concerned, the movie's done at yeah. this point. Why? I think they want to brush up on VFX, is what the mm. official thing said. I'm good with that. Right. Yeah. If that's the reason you're doing and it, and perfect good. the story a little. That's fine. That's something Kevin Feige said. He said, all right, we want to, we last year, phase four, we were a little quantity over quality. We want to be more quality over quantity now. And you're seeing that it's looking like as of right now, only really three shows and three movies are coming out this year. It's a big step down from last year. I'm good with that. Yeah. Same. And not even like, I heard that echo is for sure going to be po- pushed, pushed. I heard, or, I saw, uh, the main actress, she posted, maybe teasing an October release for it. Mm. Cause then, cause like we have secret invasion that we know in Loki, right? We're getting those two secret invasion is, uh, said to be coming out in May. Yeah. It's, and then Loki's supposed to maybe be in August, but no August? official release date. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's going to be epic. Then we're going to have our fill of Marvel content anyway. So this getting pushed, doesn't do anything to me. Right. Honestly. No, it was far enough away to where I'm like, all right, whatever. Take your time on it. I wasn't really like in prep. Like right now it's all guardians. Like if guardians got pushed, we'd all be upset. Yes. We got May 5th in our heads. We're like, yep. May 5th guardians three. There always, there's always that big may release date for Marvel movies. So I am wondering who the villain is going to be for that movie. The Marvels. We don't still don't They're know. Smart. Make it a like, Kang, right? Make it I, a Kang. It's cosmic. You would be dumb not to do it. Right. And I, I'm pretty sure Jonathan Major's like, you're going to see him sooner than you I think. think. He said like nine appearances, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or he said it's he, huge. he played nine different Kangs or he has nine ready to go. So what that means, who knows? But I think it'd be cool. It'd be cool to see another Kang. And speaking of you talking about Guardians, um, we reported two weeks ago that the Flash trailer was the most watched trailer that was out. We um, lied to you. We, Yeah, we did not. We lied to you. We lied <laughs> straight to your face. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 trailer was the most watched Super Bowl uh, in post-game day traffic, garnering 134 million views within 24 hours of its debut. So uh, no endgame Infinity War type numbers, but still it was better than the flash and you know that honestly makes sense people guardians. Love guardians yeah people love guardians mm-hmm. regardless of where you are with mcu love right now love it hate it you're gonna go see guardians and you're excited for it for sure i'm i here's the thing you know you're not gonna get traditional mcu humor you know you're gonna get moments of like pure like heart in the like yondu's death is still one of the most emotional moments in the MCU by far. Right. And James Gunn knows how to do that, which is making me 
it's making me excited for the future of and DC. Scared. Yeah. And scared for Guardians. And yeah. obviously you're scared for, you know, you're scared for those characters because you know Drax is going to die, but who else? You know, there's yeah. a lot of people that are on the table, on the cutting room floor, getting ready to be chopped up. You know what oh, I'm saying? Boy. Yeah, yeah. But it it looks like a great movie. It does. Just both trailers they've released and both posters they've released mm. just only get, get me excited. I'm wondering how they're going to handle Gamora. Yeah. That's my biggest yeah. thing. Because it looked like there's, there's a little bit of a, uh, you know, a Mando dropping off Grogu and picking Grogu up in Book of Boba Fett type deal. Because, right. like, you can't go into Guardians 2 right into 3 and mm-hmm. have contacts. You have to see Infinity War and Endgame. But that may, like, Marvel's always been like that, you know? Right, right. And everyone's going to see these movies. Mm-hmm. They can do that. Mandalorian's a little different, <laughs> you know? You mean the world didn't watch Book of Boba Fett? Contrary to popular belief, no, actually. People <laughs> fell off that show after the mods were introduced. <laughs> Only your diehard Mandalorians. Ugh. I still, even going back to rewatch the show, it was like, ugh. The mods are the worst thing in the world. But what isn't the worst thing in the world and what would be, you know, very nice is Kevin Feige. He reportedly, this is reports, uh, aspires to get promoted as the head of Disney's movie and television production unit, Mm. which would give him oversight over not only Marvel, but Lucasfilm and Pixar as well. Everything, like basically head of movie and TVs, like every project goes through him. Which I don't know how I feel about much. that. I, I, you know, stick with Marvel. You know, right? Yeah, he's already overworked in Marvel exactly. alone. He, we, we don't need him. I, I get, I get him saying that though because, yeah, if you can get a promotion, get a promotion. Heck yeah, do that. But I think he is a little stretched thin right now. You know, the man's making millions, right? Like, you don't need you. You have already so many IPs that you're managing right now with Marvel. Mm. Stick to that. Make sure it's all tight and nice, you know? But, I mean, it, the recent interview gives me, like, hope, you know? Right, right. He's very invested in Marvel. I know that, but I don't know. He wants to rejuvenate what, what it once was, bring it back to how it should be. And, yeah, we're on board with that. We already see that in action, him slowing things down. The Marvel's getting pushed. They're, they want to take time on this. And, we, yeah, we've heard this before, too. We've heard this before, too, but hope isn't lost. Ammon and the Lost Quantumania podcast coming Monday. Yes. Reminding you guys of that. That is going to be epic. I will say, though, Pixar needs a shift. Right. Their latest movies have been not the greatest thing. Yeah, very, very buns. So someone needs to shape up their ideas going on over there. Because the animation's great, but besides, like, soul and, like... Did you watch Soul? Soul. <laughs> yeah, I did watch Soul, yeah. I've kept up was with Was Turning it. Red Disney or Pixar? I think Turning Red was Pixar. Okay. Either way, Disney Pixar animation. Right, right. Produced it. I thought that was good, but I mean, I'll never watch it again, you know? Something else that's good, you know, Robert Pattinson's Batman. So rumored to be in The Penguin. And I mean, a Penguin is an in-universe Matt Reeves universe. He He better be in it, right? You can't have that story told without at least Batman showing up a little. There has to be a threat to the penguin. 
That would be pretty hype. Right. Just to see him again, because we know we're not going to see him for another two years uh, at least. So just, just to get him back, I, I love... His Batman was one of the greatest things to happen in recent time. Mm-hmm. So seeing more of him would be epic. I, I would love that. Uh, something I would not be on board to see more of is uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. There are heavy, heavy rumors. I don't really like to focus on rumors too much, but the ones that are like heavy, I would like to focus on. And this one is a heavy one. So can we lump this in with also the uh, the Lord of the Rings news? Because oh, I yeah. feel like they are mm-hmm. they go together quite nicely, like peanut butter and jelly, because it is all just Warner Brothers desperately reaching at something well warner bros is broke right now right. dude which is insane because they have lord of the rings harry potter and dc three of them and more more than that but three of the most lucrative properties out there and they still manage to be broke right so for those of you listening and don't know what we're talking about so warner brothers had said we're making more lord of the rings movies and warner brothers discovery hopes to turn the lord of the rings into a star wars-esque franchise which um i <sighs> Warner Brothers, do you have a good relationship with them? Oh, no, 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 no. No. And I, I just, if you have Peter Jackson behind it, maybe, but I don't know. Like, it's so, Lord of the Rings is like is synonymous with perfection in my mind. And I don't know if they're going to redo the movies, which would be a big no, but I think they're going to make movies around that. And you just get, I mean, we saw it with Rings of Power, man. People just get mad at Tony. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very frustrating fandom to be a part of because everyone just gets and mad. And every fandom is frustrating to be a part of. You just have to be a part of the right side of it. Yeah, but even then, man, like Lord of the Rings fans are so toxic for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Right. Star Wars, I can understand the frustration over the past years. I can understand Marvel right now. But... Rings of Power. I don't get the frustration behind the Rings of Power and the Hobbit. And well, it just sucks that rooted in the deep dark, like sure there is some ground to stand on, especially when it comes to the sequel trilogy. But when the underlying factor for a lot of fans was racism, it just doesn't paint a good picture on the fandom as a whole. Wait for wait for which for both for which Rings one? of Power and the sequel trilogy. See, I think that's a very like vocal minority at that point. But like, they are very they vocal. They are there. They are vocal. And they are but it's 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 in a way like I almost see that as like the fans who like would go out and be like, yo, you know, Ray sucks. She's horrible. She's a woman, you know, like that's <laughs> why like there's so few people out there who think that, but then you get those people on right. the internet and right. then it goes haywire. So a very vocal minority. That's the same thing with like the Snyder cut, you know, but I don't know. Everyone seems to be off on Lord of the Rings right now and the Rings of Power, which the first season was absolutely fantastic. But everyone got bent out of shape because the elves hair were short. That's not even close to the like, I don't know. I got really it was frustrating to be a part yeah. of, and I just kind of shut my brain off for that. Like and you have to, you have to with a lot of stuff. Sometimes you just yeah. have to sit back and enjoy the content you're getting, regardless of who around you said it's trash. Like I get, like I get why you think that, but most of the people I've talked to, like in my circle that I know of, 
really enjoy the show. Right. And right. So it's like, it's just frustrating right now to be a part of. I'd be cool to see prequel films based on the Silmarillion, you know, make those movies. That's epic. But it's frustrating to be a part of. But going back to the Harry Potter ones, that's, I don't want to see a cursed child. I, I did not like, I read the book, didn't like it. Or the screenplay, I guess, is what it was. Because I didn't even turn it into a novel. It's so weird, dude. When was this written? So J.K. Rowling wrote a screenplay and The Cursed Child is a play right. that they wrote for Broadway. Mm. And I read the screenplay because it's obviously As a continuation. Does it focus on Harry's children? It does, but also on him. Okay. and But it, it focuses on him and his son, uh, Albus. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, yeah his, his name is Albus Dumbledore. Um, and he goes into it like he's basically he gets thrown into, you know, Slytherin household mm-hmm. and all of his other siblings. And it's like so him, part of it's at Hogwarts. Yeah, it's yeah. part of him dealing with that. And then, you know, they you I, I, I memory's fuzzy, but they go back in time to the moment of Harry's death or Harry's parents death mm-hmm. in the Deathly Hollows. And they like watch it and relive it. And like huh. he's he's living his son's like living with the guilt of being the son of the most famous yeah. wizard ever. It's really stupid, yeah. dude. It was J.K. Rowling after the fact with all her fame creating another story. Right. It was not good at all. Mm. So making this into a film would be so stupid. But obviously the actors are older now. So I mean, if they reworked the script and there's a good story. This movie would make but tons of money if you bring all the actors back and you do 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 something fun. I think I could I could enjoy it. It's just that you do feel it, especially with this Lord of the Rings with uh, uh, the DC news, mm-hmm. James Gunn being hired, and then also this uh, Harry Potter. Warner Brothers is trying so hard to make more money. They're looking at Disney yeah. and Dis- Disney. Disney's crazy. They have Star Wars, Marvel, Pixar. They got it all. And Warner Brothers is over here like, oh, shoot. But that's the thing. They have the key. Like, yeah, they have the keys to success. How are they? It's like, I don't know. Sometimes it, it, they're so hit or miss. They're yeah. so hit. like Batman it was great. Do more stuff like that. And then you have, you know, Justice League incident of 2017, mm-hmm. you know, what are we doing here it's just frustrating you know so this is what's gonna happen with uh the new lord (laughs) of the rings movies right you know they they threw the ring into mordor but the new the new trilogy will start off it'll be a little weird you know well the two movies very different and then the climax of the trilogy the ring Somehow the ring survived. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cat. Like, and that's the thing. That's the thing they can't do. Either. Yeah. Yeah. They cannot continue the Lord of the Rings story. Like, but do you think that's what they're doing? Our characters from, cause what, who's, who's around still? Frodo goes off to elf heaven. Right. And, uh, do the other hobbits go? Mary Pippin. They Sam eventually goes. Yeah. But, no, 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 no. You can't. <laughs> Tolkien wrote a book and it was like all telling what happens next. Mm. The end of basically because the Silmarillion tells the story of the beginning of time and he wanted to tell the end of time, how it ends. But he was like, ah, you know what? I'm just going to let it live on kind of like the Bible to structure his story kind of like that. 
Mm. And so that there's no like, it's more of like a prophecy in a way. So it's like a revelation. Oh, the end of, yeah, yeah, a revelation at the end of time. But he never, he was writing it and then he was like, no, nah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. Oh, and he didn't it release ends, it? No, he never did. This story is kind of out there. Okay. The details of it are, but it's never released and never published. So it's not canon. They would be fools to go, you know, forward. Fools. Warner Bros. is fools, though, I will say. Like that all, that all kind of kind of makes sense uh another thing that was that is very foolish is um i don't know if you if you have been keeping up with uh cw flash dude i know you're watching that show <laughs> me because uh, it's definitely it's definitely horrible right now <laughs> and the flash is it's sad because the flash is ending but it's actual garbage and uh did you see the clip of uh, red death the no the girl no. flash batman Oh, I saw it. I they, am vengeance. They put that in the trailer, right? Yeah, but did you see the line? I have not seen the line. Of her delivery of I am vengeance. Well, this is great. Cause, oh, did uh, she say I am vengeance? Yeah. I'll play it right now for me. Ben. All right. We don't even know who you are underneath that mask. I will tell you who I am. I vengeance <laughs> okay bro that <laughs> dude uh, how do you do that how do you do that how do you rip off the batman line literal batman and yeah. literally do it i <laughs> i can't someone even. filmed that looked at that take and said yeah oh dude man that was good stuff you did great there. Wow. Holy cow. The way she did. Oh, man. it It's actually like the Good worst job. thing in the world. What's that character called? Red Dead? Red Death. Red Dead Redemption. In the comics, he is an excellent character. Mm. Batman gets the Flash's powers. Mm. And he's a villain. That's cool. It's really cool. Yeah. It's not cool in the CW. Well, they want to save the coolness for James Gunn. You know, if the CW did it, they're like, oh, we... We want to leave something fun for James Gunn to play with, right? That's the arena for all of the trash ideas. Right, right. Yeah. yeah that, I mean, if you, if you had good ideas, they'd probably promote you to making movies, right? Oof. It's, <laughs> Sorry. No, this is... Yeah. We're, we don't want to bash on creators of stuff because it's hard. It is hard. And we respect that so much work went into that. We're just... It is... It does suck. I mean, that's the only thing I've seen from season nine. Maybe the rest is pretty all right. You know, I can't say anything. I'm not a fan of the show. I don't know what the writers have been doing with it. That's true. Right? Let's let's not hate on creators as a whole because we know we know that, that that hurts. Oh, and, no, uh, man. I might hate on the creators of the CW shows. We have to remember these people are human. And with that, I'll jump into uh, Quantumania writer Jeff Loveness has admitted mm. that he felt really bad about the poor reviews. He said it took him by big surprise at launch. And he says, I was in a pretty low spot. I was really sad about it. And I think this is really important to highlight because we have to remember, well, everything may not be good all the time. Like the flash season nine, we have to remember, Hey, human beings worked hard to make this and they thought it was good. Yeah. Right. So there is like the human element to it. Yeah. We can hate stuff that they make, but remember, that there are people behind this and they have real emotions. And I love that he, he says he bounced back from this. So that's great to hear. 
I think criticism is definitely necessary. It is for sure. And, and there's a way to go about it. But that that makes me sad that he felt bad about that because, you know, he was gearing up. It's his first credit for like this huge, big budget movie. And to be the lowest, you know, reviewed Marvel movie, that's not the greatest feeling in the world. It can't be, you know, right. All the other Marvel movies are, you know, have better scores than this. I would say, you know, Jeff, I'm sorry. Listen to Multiverse Monologues. Yeah, You're going to get a lot check of good out stuff Multiverse here. Monologues. Episode dropping Monday. We'll plug that again. But come on. In a world where Thor, Love, and Thunder yeah. came out, you're fine, Jeff. Don't don't feel too bad about this movie. I think Ant-Man is a pretty fun flick. Uh, Jeff Lemnis also has teased that Kang's kill count. Is, uh, for those of you who don't know, Jeff Lemnis, he wrote Ant-Man Quantumania, and he also is writing the Kang Dynasty. But he said that in Kang Dynasty, Kang is going to uh, he's going to rack up some kills as he goes along. Which we will be talking about that in depth when we talk Quantumania, but that gets me very excited because while I don't like to be, you know, like bloodthirsty when it comes to my favorite characters, I do like a good death. And I do like a villain right. who delivers on his stakes. You like stakes. Yes. We need stakes. And he actually has an extensive quote that I'll read. He says, I think for bloodthirsty fans, there's a little movie called Avengers the Kang Dynasty. I think he'll bring the heat as much as he wants to just shut up, have a piece of crappy cake. Oh, this is about Scott now. As much as he wants to shut up, have a piece of crappy cake. And make up for lost time with his daughter by giving her a random birthday. He knows that he can't quite shake that feeling. And I think it's interesting, without saying too much, is the guy who literally saved the universe in Endgame, he might accidentally be the guy who Fs the multiverse in its next saga. It's a pretty cool quote right there. Who knows? Is Scott, is Scott the doom of the multiverse saga? taking the villain and making him kind of in a Peter Quill Star-Lord type scenario. Right. I mean, you can really blame a lot of what Thanos did on Peter Quill. No, not saying his actions weren't unjustified, but I do like where Jeff Loveness is going with this story. And I like that the writer of Loki was also involved with this and is writing Secret Wars. So I got to assume Jeff Loveness and... um, I'm blanking on his name now, but the writer for Loki are in cahoots with this whole time and space deal because i think they're really good at writing for michael waldron michael waldron yes that's his name i think both of those two are very like like they have a vision and you know they're going to deliver on that and also daniel destin crenton is going to be directing at least king dynasty so of shang chi fan which is which is great and speaking of shang chi um that we've got on here via comics x kid The following three projects have reportedly been added to Disney's productions calendar for Marvel Studios. So these could be those unannounced projects for Phase 6. Eternals 2, which I know many people might not be a fan of, but I'm a fan of that. And I mean, you need... you Just because characters flopped the first time doesn't mean you can't bring them back and try again. We need... A lot of people love those characters and we need to see what your your further story is for them. Kang. Kang. Have the Eternals face off against Kang. Have everyone fight Kang. Yes, Shang-Chi 2 and Doctor Strange 3 are also other projects that are in the works. And I think if you want multiverse storytelling, Doctor Strange 3 is really going to do that for you. 
because at the end you obviously get him going into, you know, who knows where, but it was purpley. So obviously that's multiverse. Dark dimension maybe is what they said. And yeah, you met, uh, what, Athena? I don't remember her name. Not Athena. Clara or Clea? Yeah, Clea. I think I think you're right on that one. And he, she's like, there's been an incursion or something. And we got the second mention of incursions in Quantumania. Right. So that Doctor Strange. I mean, I'm always going to show up for Doctor Strange, but that could be really interesting. And I wonder if they're going to announce these movies this year at some point, because we're in Phase Five now. Like to see Comic Con this year. This could be. I don't know if they've announced that they're going to be there. Comic Con. Oh right. I think they. Yeah, sometimes they, they go to every comic con. Yeah, That's sometimes right. they're there, sometimes they're not. You know, you have to, you know, take that with a with a grain of salt, I guess. But um, another thing that you may have to take with a grain of salt. But uh, Hugh Jackman has teased that he'll be playing multiple versions of Wolverine in Deadpool three, stating that he'll have a dual role in the film, mm. which is very interesting. We know Deadpool 3 is probably going to be multiversal. There's rumors of the TVA appearing. You know, Miss Minutes has been uh, tweeting Ryan Reynolds a bunch on Twitter. So, yeah, he could be playing variants. I didn't see this. Well, oh, this has been going on for, for months. Miss there's Minutes, a, a Miss Minutes a, account that Ryan Reynolds tweets. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know this. Okay. You know, Ryan Reynolds, he likes poking the bear. You think he has a potential to show up in Loki, though? That would be something, wouldn't it? Deadpool and Loki? I don't know. I like, so Loki's big, right? Loki's big and expansive. But I think if they're smart, they're going to keep Loki relatively self-contained to Loki. Hmm. Right? And not be cameo fest. Yeah. uh, No, I won't say that. We'll say that for our Ant-Man podcast. I don't want to get into ant-man spoilers right now yeah but uh yeah check out the ant-man podcast good point i yeah i agree the best parts of the first season of loki are when they're having those like your conversations about the lives that they had before and really getting in-depth in character like loki is i think the best way to like study character like growth and depth and development Mm -hmm. because what what they do for him mobius it's beautiful dude it's great so yeah i i really like that and i'm really excited to see hugh jackman right play a right. dual role right in deadpool 3 dude that's gonna be hype uh so with thunderbolts thunderbolts is the conclusion mm. of phase five so we just got the start with Ant-Man. thunderbolts will be the conclusion and the casting announcement for thunderbolts is steven ewan of walking dead fame yes. played glenn and uh, more notably he was in note or most recently yeah and he's also in uh, Beef, A24's Beef coming out. We talked about that a few weeks ago on the podcast. He's a busy man. He's a busy man. As yeah. of recently, like, dude, he's doing a lot. As for characters he could play, I have no idea. Who cares? Like, he's in the movie. He's in That's the movie. all I care about. Yeah. yeah. There, I, I forget what the character was. There's been rumors that he's going to be a superhero of some sort. I would love that. How old is that Sentry, guy Sentry, I think, is what yeah, he's rumored that, to that be. That was the one. Yeah, Sentry. Um I wonder how old that guy is at this point. Steven Ewan? I still think of him as like kind of like a, a like kid like 19. us. Yeah. He's 39. With a baseball cap. Holy catfish. He's almost 40. He's a grown man. Dang. Yeah. Grown man. Dang. I think he still has that energy though. Uh, speaking of age though, 
And someone else who still has energy is John Williams, who said that he was going to be scoring more than an hour and a half of new music for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which is absolutely insane for someone who is 91 years old. Hour, yeah, hour and a half of new music. How long is this movie? Right? <laughs> I know not the full compositions that's are thrown point. into the movies, but that's a lot of score. That is a lot. It's a lot of score. I've been burned by John Williams before. Well, I wouldn't say John Williams because I know he created a bunch of stuff, but there were reports for the Rise of Skywalker that he recorded like huge epic themes from all the previous films that they were going to be worked into the film and like four of them were so but john williams i mean all i need to hear is indy's theme like all i need to hear is that and i'm sold i'm really excited for indiana jones i will say though i'm a little nervous indiana jones i'm a little nervous for that movie dial of destiny won't uh, be set right yeah (laughs) Well, how they're going to end his character, you know, like, I'm just nervous that they're going to make it Shalabouf. <laughs> I wouldn't even mind to see him in the movie. You know, I wouldn't mind to see Mutt, but I, I'm nervous that they're going to make it more about his goddaughter and not about Indiana Jones. You know, like they're going to set up a sequel. No, they, they, really they don't said want that. that this isn't a handing of the torch. That's good. I want that. And I'm sure something will be set up at the end, but I don't think that's what the whole movie will be building up to. See, I don't want that. I want this to be a Logan film, like a Logan style. Yeah. And James Mangold is directing, who did direct Logan. So I have, but it's Disney and, you know, it's a, it's a different right, thing. Right. You never know. But I want this to be a love letter Which to I'm, Indy. Logan is on Disney Plus now. So you got to factor that in. True. But when it was made, it was made for Fox. Right. And it was given the R rating and it, it it just could be a self-contained story. I don't want any setup. Like I, I just want this to be Indy doing his thing. And we really got to get on that watch through. Cause I I'm feeling it, man, even though I'm nervous for it, I still am very excited for where Indiana Jones is going to go. Yeah. Speaking of watch through. So this week we have Ant-Man coming out next week. We'll have Captain America, the first Avenger. And with that, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and read that, Ben. Yeah, no. So he he was on the uh, press tour or whatever recently, and he was talking about the most underrated MCU film. And obviously, we have Captain America coming out. And he said that Captain America, the first Avenger, is the most underrated MCU movie. Quoting, he says, it has one of the richest origin stories and is one of the most beautifully shot films in the entire Marvel canon. Which cool. Great to hear. Is great to so, hear that. It's funny because during this rewatch, whenever we get to like a big film that we're kind of excited for, something big happens in our time as it happens now that relates to what we're talking right. about. I know. That, like, who knew the director of Doctor Strange was going to praise the movie we're talking about, you know, as one of the most richest MCU films out there. Right. And I agree. I couldn't yeah, that, agree more. That quote is from uh, Scott Derrickson, the director of the first Doctor Strange film. And also something that was really cool, uh, you, you're saying like as we're doing our Marvel movie movie marathon news uh, that's relevant to the actual movie comes yeah. out. Uh, Mr. Sunday Movies, he just did a whole video on the leaked scripts to X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yes. Yeah. That too. Like really cool. YouTubers will release like YouTube essays and videos on like right when we post the stuff. They and it's see like, that we posted huh. that and they're like, oh shoot. That's what it is. Multiverse monologues is keeping up with us. I have to, I have to go back. Take the boys a look at are that. back, dude. The boys are back. They're talking about uh, 
very important stuff. And speaking of important, actually, you know what? I'll let you take the, uh, I'll let you take the uh, Daredevil. The Daredevil. Daredevil. The Daredevil. So news. Daredevil. Let me let me find this quote. Charlie Cox has arrived in New York ahead of filming for Daredevil: Born Again. Oh yeah, I'm ready for that. It started. It started. Oh man, that is. Oh yeah. I want. I want it now. Do you think that theme's going to appear? Oh yeah. They already brought it in. She-Hulk. MCU's been weird with their music. They already brought it in She-Hulk though. They have to. But they gave him a different theme. I know it might not be the main theme. There, that that will be in there, and they'd be stupid not to make it the main theme. Although there there is some ground to stand on if they do want to establish, all right, this is a different show, same character, but let's do a different theme just to kind of spice it up. I think that's where they're going to go. Unfortunately, yeah. it's very dumb. Marvel very dumb. always does that. We like the Daredevil theme. I know, it's beautiful. You but can't get better. You can't. You can't improve from that. Actually, something that I'll do when I I need to sleep. I'll I have a. It's a Loki theme mixed with the Daredevil theme. Epic version. By Krutikov yep. music. Yep. I, I'll I have, loop that. I'll fall asleep to that. That's it's a great, nice. great theme. The Loki soundtrack is great, dude. It is so, so good. And the recent rewatch has been like just absolutely epic. Is that it for news? No. we got. We, so Disneyland will premiere a short one act version of Rogers the Musical this oh, summer. Yes. Yeah. I got to say, though, wasn't a fan of that in Ant-Man. I mean, no, not in Ant-Man, in Hawkeye. <laughs> but Ant-Man did, per, did, uh, did feature in it. Yes. Even though he wasn't there. Or was he? Who knows? Who knows? You never know. Speaking Actually, of Ant-Man, so uh, Payne Reed said, Scott Lang was chosen by the Avengers to write the official account of the Battle of Endgame. The battle against Thanos. So that is why the world knows what is going on. And that's why anything they might oh. know about, it's like, oh, maybe uh, maybe uh, Ant-Man was part of that. They got to address if the Avengers still exist, man. They do. We're a phase into this, and we don't even know what the Avengers are, like, what's going on, you know? Everyone's kind of doing their own thing. So he can say the Avengers chose him, but who, 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 who you know? Captain Marvel's out in space. Hulk's in, you know, chilling on a beach. Yeah. Who who's the Avengers right now? No one even knows who Spider Man is. Shang Chi, maybe? Shang Chi yeah, seems but like he's not a part of the Avengers. Seems like he is though. He could be a Well, I would think that down the line he would be, but yeah. in, as far as his movie goes, he's not. Yeah, and uh uh Simu Lu has teased that Shang Chi will return sooner than we think. Which is interesting because it is interesting. I have no idea where the heck he would show up. Well, I would assume Shang Chi too. Is what he thinks is where we'll think we'll see him. But that ain't soon, man. That's no, that's like, not soon. That's like so he's two years out. Sooner than that. And sooner than Kang Dynasty. So what do we think? Let's throw some ideas out there. Right, why does it make sense? Okay, so we know he's going to be in 2025's Kang Dynasty, which right. is in May. Mm-hmm. So we have to look at everything that comes out before that. So Thunderbolts? Thunderbolts, maybe. Maybe. I don't know why he would show so up in that, So we did though. see Captain Marvel... In the Shang-Chi post-credit scene. Mm-hmm. So maybe if he was in the Marvels oh, in a post-credit be. scene, that could make sense. Yes. Do we know if the Marvel is going to be out in space or is it going to be on Earth? It's cosmic. Cosmic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then I can't see him. Sh- like, that's not likely. Secret Invasion? We did see Spider-Man in space, though. That's true. <laughs> but that was in an Avengers movie. 
secret invasion. That'd be cool. But I don't know how they'd work that into the story. Yeah. Um, I wonder if... Because he probably wouldn't be in... Oh, he could be in Loki if they're going to go that route. I wouldn't imagine we'll see him this year, though. Well, who knows? I would love to see him again. I love, I love Shang-Chi. So I would be very down to see him again. I don't know if I have anything else on mine. I don't know. Our notes this, shared this thing news is came weird. back came out a couple hours ago, so it's not on the notes page. Okay. But Alex Garcia Lopez and Koganda are directing episodes of Star Wars Acolyte. Oh. And if you don't know who Alex Garcia Lopez is, I do not. He did the eleven minute prison one take in Daredevil. He directed that. And episode. they're doing They are directing episodes of Star Wars the Acolyte. Oh, mm. wait a minute. That's very interesting. That Why cool. the heck would they get that guy? Well, he's he's known for more than just doing an epic one take. But well, yeah, but he oversaw that dude. Right. Saber. My question is why? Why is Disney paying you an acolyte when you can go over do, sh- and go do Born Again, dude? Exactly. Come on, Disney. Exactly. Why are they not doing this? I don't know. Oh man, that would be so epic! An epic saber duel. Because he, you know, he's good right. with choreography. Right. I could totally see that happening. That would be really fun. Oh man, that would be epic. Uh, it's yeah, it's all the, you from now. The on. Flash's movie official synopsis indicates that the Flash might be looking for Henry Cavill's Superman. That's how the movie gets started. I thought you would really like that. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Now, does he find him? Probably, Probably not. not. But that's how that's how the that's what it says will spin the events into motion. So when he goes to that Earth, there's no Superman, and he's like, okay, well, what the heck? Right. I don't know. Where is Superman? I'm not sure. Interesting. I'm Because that's the thing. They showed us a lot in that Flash trailer, but I still don't know what the plot of the movie is. You know, Zod's going to be in it, Supergirl, Batman, but how do they get from place to place, you know? Or why they do what they do? I have no idea. And I yeah. want to kind of stay blind from that, you know? Yeah, and we should. I'm, I'm cool with that. But yeah, that's so, very uh, Another nice piece is Jonathan Major says he respects fans for uh, not liking his portrayal of Kang. And he says, haters are going to come. If you're doing anything right, you know you will have opposition. And that's okay. Ben, do you hate Kang? No. Who does? I'd like to see know. someone who does. I don't know. He's literally the greatest part of both well not i shouldn't say loki but he's the greatest he's a part great of part Ultimate. of loki though. he's a great, he is part, a great of part of loki like his i loved watching him in episode six if you haven't seen that recently go back and watch it because his performance is electric right and uh so something that no one watches except me mm. the umbrella academy <laughs> yeah. they have casted nick offerman megan uh moloney or moloney and David Cross, as they join the cast for the final season, which is season four. Mm. Very excited. That's very cool. Yeah. Nick Offerman. Right. Who last uh, of us fame. was in The just, Last of just Us. Just appeared yeah. in Last of Us. Yeah. Uh, more famously, Parks and Rec. Of course. Ron Swanson. I'll always know him as Ron Swanson, even though I've never finished that show. He is huge in that. Yeah, Honestly, and, the best part of that show. Yeah. And yeah, go check out. Go check that out if you got time. If you're not watching anything. I wouldn't say critically it's the best show. But it is a show that I always put on my list when they drop a new season. And 
It has some of my favorite TV characters in it. Uh, most notably five, played by Aiden Gallagher. I think he's great. And since he'll be clear for season four, or since uh, he'll, he'll have some openings, when you get Marvel or DC, they better, better get this guy before mm. he signs on somewhere else. And uh, last piece I got is Ryan Johnson's poker face has been re- renewed for season two on Peacock. Sam's been watching. Actually, she finished it. I'm pretty sure now. Right. So I'm all caught up too. She new episode drops it. every Thursday. So tomorrow. Tomorrow. Are you saying new episode tomorrow? Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty good. If uh, it's like a every episode feels like its own movie. It's very standalone, but there also is an overarching slight narrative. But not really. The best way to do television, in my opinion. Mm. I'm not going to lie. Mm. That's my favorite way of doing it, for sure. Like, we got to get back to Lost, man. The Lost way of doing it. You get your lesson of the week type <laughs> deal from Lost. I also do like the chopped up movies, too, though. The bingeability of them. I like that. You roll right into the next episode. There's yeah. an appeal to both yeah. sides. Yeah. If both sides is done right, there's no wrong way to do it. Or there is wrong ways to do it. But if you can master a formula either way, do it. But I I think that by doing it episodic and having it be like that, to where you don't like need necessarily to watch everything that's come before it and it can stand alone, that's how you get truly like perfect episodes Mm -hmm. of television, you know? Like the constant. Right. Which just got fifteen years ago yesterday was the airing of one of the greatest episodes of television ever made. I love you, Penny. Oh, I'll always love you. (laughs) I was not ready for when you said, I got to watch this. You know, we got to watch this together. I was floored. It was the greatest 45 minutes of my life. Yeah. Go watch lost. If you haven't watched lost, I got all the blu rays. Hit me up if you need them. (laughs) Very, very epic TV show, but that does it for news, right? right? Yeah. That's all we got. That was Two weeks, you know, we probably we won't have as much. We can dance it too. Yeah, yeah, that's quite a bit going on. And um, let us know what you guys are planning on watching in March because there's quite a bit coming out. Yes. TV shows, yes, movies across everything. But I know you'll be watching Mando, and we're going to be covering Mando every week as we do these things. We're going to be giving our thoughts on Mando, and I wish we I wish we could do Bad Batch too. But you're you're pretty behind on that. Yeah, one, I'll though. catch up. Bad Batch. That's true. next week. We'll talk about Bad Batch. You're not going to watch it. You don't have <laughs> I'm time not gonna for watch that. It. <laughs> and I don't even I don't even blame you. I even me. I'm not going to lie. It's been pretty average, mediocre. But hopefully. That's the problem because you could have such interesting television right. and many episodes do not reach that fall mark. Yeah. They very much fall flat. But the episodes that have not have been like absolutely stellar episodes of Star Wars television. So <laughs> it's a very hit or miss for it. this week was fortunate enough to be very good for good. the Bad Batch. Double so, header. You had good Mando, yeah. good, good Bad Batch. And we're going to be right back next week. But uh, as for now, we thank you for sticking around this long. If you're still listening and uh, if you're still listening, write us a review on Apple Podcasts and uh, we'll make sure to read it on next week's show. Absolutely. It'd be greatly appreciated, just like it's greatly appreciated if you stick around this long. But uh, for now, this is Ben Rayside. This is Ethan Wetzloff. And we all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day.